0: everybody welcome back to another episode of samp and chance i'm your host bobby sampson here we are thursday afternoon and i am joined with my man mr chance michaels chance how are you today buddy
1: not too bad it's wet out here which is nice it's getting rid of all the ice and the snow so not too bad
0: cool cool yeah so here we are we are doing a boxing show today for all the boxing fans out there and as we said on the wrestling show earlier this week uh i would love we would love to hear from all of you to give us some insight and some feedback on what kind of things you want us to talk about, what topics you want us to touch on. Um, You know, some fights that you guys want us to talk about past fights, future fights, boxers, wrestlers, whatever the case may be. What do you guys want to hear about? We've had one person come and ask us to talk about Survivor Series. Yeah, that was cool. That was fun. It was kind of impromptu. I wish I had a bit more time to kind of go back and watch it, but Um, that was fun yeah it was really good so we want to be able to do more of that for you guys as we go along here but that also being said guys at the bottom of the screen if you see you can find all our social media links please like and subscribe to all of those as well that would be awesome and uh, you know yeah let's just kind of go from there so I'm throwing the ball to you guys man let us know what you guys want to hear what you want to talk about what you want us to talk about and whatnot, and yeah let's just rip this shit up absolutely also before we get started here i wanted to just touch on this really quickly because i know a lot of people listen to the first 10 15 minutes and then that's when people start to disappear so christmas is coming that being said guys i just finished reading this book right here it's the autobiography of the bushwhackers it's called blood sweat and cheers um an amazing book i tell you what i was impressed by it Really good read. Amazing history. It gives a bit of an insight to New Zealand wrestling and how these guys got together. And, and it's just a, quite a story. It's quite riveting. Really, I've really got two good.
1: chapters left. It's it's pretty good overall. Not too bad at all. It's an enjoyable read. A
0: lot yeah, of good yeah. stories.
1: I mean, it's not, to be honest, the, the best wrestling book I've ever read, but it's pretty good. It's, it's, no, it's an I, enjoyable I, read. I recommend it if you're a wrestling fan to purchase it.
0: Definitely. It's Amazon. It's available on Amazon. Again, it's called The Bushwhackers. Blood, sweat, and tears. Guys, pick up your copy. Also, that being said, if you don't have this yet, you gotta pick this up as well. Uncontrolled Chaos, written by our our friend of the show, Mr. Vance Nevada, Mr. Beefy Goodness. This is an amazing book as well. This I, I think it's more of an encyclopedia than it is Yeah,
1: I was about to say that the Encyclopedia of Canadian Wrestling.
0: Yeah, absolutely it is. But the stories in there are really good too. The way it's written, the way it's put together, everything about it's phenomenal. He's already working on his
1: next book already.
0: Yeah, so uh, both these books are available on Amazon or you you can go to their websites as well. But guys, for any wrestling fan out there, if you don't know what to get them, these are reasonably priced books. You can't go wrong with that. And you know what? Grab it and hand them out to your loved ones. Absolutely. All right, Chance, here we are. Here we go. Here we go. Let's start off in London and take a look back at Tyson Fury versus Derek Chisora, part three. Um, 60,000 fans in an open stadium. So there has to be something there when 60,000 people are willing to sit And in the
1: 59,100 were there for Tyson Fury. <laughs> it's like,
0: Whatever the case may be, I mean, you know, it, it was what it was. I mean, they came out to watch the whole show, the whole card and, and what have you. But before we get to Hex Fury, let's just talk about the co-main event very quickly. Uh, Daniel Dubois against the South African fighter, Lenners. Um So so this guy comes into the fight against Dubois with a 28-1 record. He fights out of South Africa. But if you look at his record, all his fights have been in South Africa. Now, yep. I don't know what the quality of heavyweight boxing is in South Africa, or what—not as good as North America and Europe, right? But I mean, that being said, that's that was my thought going into this fight. But when he hit him right on the spot on the equilibrium, and he knocked him down three times, I'm thinking, "Oh yeah. shit, this guy's for real." And credit to the referee, he didn't stop it right away because he, you know, maybe he took into account that this guy's from <laughs> South Africa. Taking nothing away from this guy. Mm. But, I mean, at the same time, normally you would think the referee would stop the fight after three knockdowns or something like that, right? But uh, Daniel recovered. Well, he had no
1: three knockdown rule, right? So he didn't break any rules by doing that.
0: But No, no, he didn't. But, I mean, you just think, okay, the guy's been knocked down three times in one round. Okay, something. Let's just try to figure this out. Yeah. Uh, but the referee did not stop that fight. And, um, yeah, so so basically that that's how that all kind of played out there. Um, but let's get right into it so he basically you know kind of found his bearings in the second round and knocked him out in the third round yeah, or, the crazy, ref, eh? or the ref or the ref stopped it sorry the yeah, for so it was kind of interesting how on one hand the referee was kind of hesitant to stop it but as soon as Dubois landed some quality punches and the guy in trouble it it was over do you think that's biased or do you think no the
1: ref basically the ref was saying that he saw there was so much damage done he stopped the fight because he thought he was going to get severe damage the three knockdowns according to the ref he didn't think they were that much damage done he fell down he knocked him down but he didn't think he would severely hurt as he was and he stopped the DKO that's what he says
0: well that's really weird though i mean three i don't know man i guess i kind of see it differently You, you put someone down on the mat three times. Especially heavyweights, man. We've talked about this before. I mean, yeah, the they, hit the day, hard. they hit hard, right? I mean, even the worst heavyweight probably hits harder than you and I combined. I know? hope so, so
1: with all the weight they got, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So from that perspective, it was just kind of an interesting thing. I just wanted to touch on that. And that kind of kind of ties into the rest of this fight here. So Test and Fury, Derek Tezora, they came out wearing winter coats. Uh, Derek Tezora is sponsored by OnlyFans, eh? Interesting. Is it? Well, it looks like it. He had it on his trunks. He had it on his robe. I mean, so I, I don't know any dudes who have an OnlyFans account, but I don't know how that would work out for them. But yeah, he's of-
1: the guy, though. He doesn't get much endorsements. i will take anybody that will sponsor him pretty much. is how I see it.
0: Well, the way I see this fight, this was this was Tyson Fury ensuring the pension for Derek Chisora. That's
1: what it was. It was an absolute sparring match. He just toyed with him, hit him.
0: Well, I mean, let's look at the numbers here. At the end of the this day, match. so you know, Tyson landed two hundred and five of four hundred and eighty-one punches thrown, which gave him a forty-two point six percent final on that. Chisora only landed eighty-seven of two seventy-six.
1: It's one of it? the greatest mismatches you're ever going to see in a heavyweight fight. It was absolute disgrace. I mean. That's why the that's why the odds are like it. the matchmakers knew this is just a complete joke. I mean, they're friends. He helped him with the pain. I get it, but Chisora had a zero chance. He's slow, zero he's chance. old, he's old. Yeah, he's
0: move. old. But you know what? I mean, at the end of the day, respect to Chisora. He's fighting he, the best
1: fighter in the world at the heavyweight, right? You never had a hope in hell.
0: Right. Respect to Chisora for sticking in there and putting up the fight that he tried to do. I mean, yeah, he he would, he would he never, not, he would yeah. never quit. He thanked the referee for calling the fight at the end. You know, he knew he was done. Um, I'm
1: surprised that, that in the commentators, I listened to American, they were saying the corner should have stopped, the ref should have stopped a lot, a lot earlier. Most people were saying, but just sort didn't want to stop. He wanted to keep fighting. So props to him for that. But I mean, yeah, it was just a,
0: <laughs> but it makes me wonder a, a complete beatdown to it sum it, it up. Domination. How, it makes me wonder how hard Tyson was actually hitting him, though, because I mean, he lasted 11 rounds, right? Yeah, um, I think mean, it was ten, but yeah. Oh, sorry, ten rounds. Um, Tyson was just kind of toying with him the whole time. Sparring I mean, match, he was getting uh, the
1: work uh, in, and I, I think yeah. up. I
0: think after the third round, he could have put him down anytime he wanted to. I think so too. Uh, but I think he was just trying to get the work in. You know, I mean, sparring and training is one thing, but actually being in the ring and working—that's a whole different experience, right? And you know, considering he only it's had. It's sad to rounds, say, but
1: the best part of the the night wasn't the fight. It was the confrontation after when Fury got in Usyk's face and just re-riddled them, man. It was, that was the best part of the night. Yeah, so
0: uh, Tyson Fury calling out his WWE type persona there. I mean, it was all a work, obviously. None of it was real uh, in terms of what he was saying or whatnot. He was just trying to get the crowd riled up. Off the cameras, he saw them shaking hands and, you know, like, all right, good show. Well, good they respect
1: as a fighter. I don't think Tyson right? respects him as a man. Nobody respects him as a fighter.
0: Well, I think a lot of that promotion there at the end, though, like I said, it was cool to watch and everything. But I think a lot of it was just to promote the fight coming up, to get people riled up, obviously. But I don't think he meant half of 90% of what he was saying to the guy. I don't think so. Um, But you know what? I mean, that's up for debate, I guess, at the end of it all. But yeah, I mean, here we are. We're going to see that fight next. Joey, Joyce. Joey. Joe Joyce jumped up on the apron as well. So if Usyk does... Smart play by him,
1: Joyce, but theory called him all. Well, you can get some too because it's good promotion for him.
0: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, though, that's probably the next fight he has that's going to be against one of those guys, right? I mean... That's well, going to be it, Usyk for sure. Well, we hope it's Usyk, right? But I mean, it was supposed to be Usyk on December 3rd. I mean, yeah, it it's going to be, be Usyk.
1: Usyk wouldn't have showed up there if he wasn't going to fight him next.
0: Yeah, I yeah, know. I get it, right? But like I said, I mean, after his fight with Joshua, all he talked about was, you know, I don't want to fight anyone until I fight Fury. Yeah, but now Fury. he's saying
1: he's only going to fight Fury, and that's it for him. Uh,
0: that That's what he said before as well. And then when the fight, you know, showed up. and he's No, no, fight I mean,
1: after he beat Joshua, I'm only fighting Fury in March. He's been saying that for a while, so it's going to go down. Joyce will yeah. get it after Fury wins. But right yeah. now, it's Fury Usyk for sure. It's it's too, it's easy to match to make. They're both going to do it. No, especially no, after no. that kind of smack talk.
0: I get it, I get it. But like I said, in the world of boxing, and one thing I've learned: never say anything is real until they bring music. It's not one hundred percent, but I would both say both guys you know, in the ninety percent
1: chance it happens.
0: Yeah, let's hope for the best. And Fury,
1: when Fury beats him and knocks him out, people are going to say, "Oh, he's just a middleweight." You know what I mean?
0: No, for a sure. small guy. So, what, where does Cesar go from here? Should he retire?
1: Oh yeah, he, the guy's—he probably has severe concussions after that. He got his. Skull cave. Then he's old, he's slow. He just got paid a bunch of money. If he fights again, it'll be a bunch of guys you've never heard of. There's no point in carrying on. He's yeah. never gonna get that kind of payday again.
0: So where do the commissions and promoters kind of come into all of this where they're supposed to stand up for their guy and you know look out for their best interest. It doesn't seem like this was the case for Chisora in this fight. I mean, his corner didn't throw in the towel. I mean, the referee- He was telling him
1: he didn't want to, right? I mean, they do work for him technically.
0: No, obviously, I I get that. But, I mean, Deontay Wilder told his corner not to throw in the towel, and they did it because they were concerned about his health, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So, I mean, at the end of the day, if you've been on the road with the guy, it's like if you were a fighter and I'm training you and I'm with you day in, day out for 12 to 20 years, you know, at some point I know you better than you know you in in a lot of ways. I just
1: seen it on Sunday at the the boxing gym. Two guys were sparring, one guy was getting rocked. Some of these guys just have that ego, and they don't want to stop. Even if well, that's a light how, match.
0: Well, Chisora, his last five fights that he's had, think about it. I mean, he lost to Joy Joyce. He lost to Usyk. He lost to Joyce again, I believe. He beat Pulev. And now he lost to Fury.
1: I guess because he went the distance with Usyk, people thought, you know what? He can hang around a little bit still. Usyk doesn't hit that hard. Not as hard as Fury. No, he, he doesn't. Not on that level.
0: No, but what w- my point is, though, in sparring and everything as well. If you think about sparring and all that kind of stuff, um, even then, it was kind of like um, he hits really hard. If you look at some of the videos of Jezora training. He doesn't hold back in sparring either, so I mean, if you no, but he
1: couldn't hit Fury though. <laughs> it's too good.
0: Well, Fury's just too tall too, man. He couldn't get yeah, inside. I mean, Fury's the master. Fury's the master of fighting from the outside, right? And as long as he held that position, Shizora didn't have a chance, which is why he was saying to him, "Let's just stand in the center of the ring and throw." You know, that was the only chance he truly had. Like he might have gotten knocked out, but he would have probably gotten a couple of licks in there at that time. But you could see that that right hand just was not connecting because he couldn't get close enough to the guy. He threw it enough times. He tried. I know he tried, but it's it was just unfortunate to see, right?
1: If Chisora ever does fight again, he'll be on the undercard somewhere, third, fourth fight down the line, fighting an average heavyweight. That nah, He'll never main event again.
0: If Chisora fights again, shame on the commission, shame on his promoter, and shame on his trainers for letting him go again. You know, uh, he got his gold watch. Tyson Fury made sure of that. They're friends. Yep. He ensured his retirement. He ensured. Nice do you know, that for. for he ensured that his family was set. He, you know, yep. call it the gold watch. You know what I mean? That's the way I, I kind of look at it. Um, but that being said, let's move on to the f- second trilogy of the night that happened this past Saturday. Estrada against Gonzalez also known as Chocolatito um I I will say this I didn't think this fight lived up to the last two
1: It wasn't quite as good no It
0: wasn't quite as good but it was a good fight it was still but good though that being said uh Chocolatito kind of I wasn't sure what was going on with him there man it's kind of like he was in his driveway with the car started and the engine revving but he wasn't going anywhere. And this is the problem with him. I find that, you know, he's a slow starter that way. Like he loses those first couple of rounds that he probably needed in this fight, particularly that first round was just horrible. I, I did, I didn't expect it to play out that way, taking nothing away from Estrada. Right. But I think dude yeah. out after the fifth round, that's when Chuck Tito kind of took over up until that point, I had him going into the fifth round. I had, Estrada winning the fight. I'm thinking, oh, fuck, here we go. This is going to be a one sided affair. Yeah,
1: it looked that way, but then he, I don't know what happened. He just turned it off. Well, uh, Tito just up.
0: woke up. He woke up and he kept, he, he started going, and you could see the diminishing skill sets of both guys. One guy was rising as the other guy was going down. Boy, you know, well, he's what
1: thirty five now, so he's getting up there.
0: Well, Chocolatito is thirty five, right? And the way he fights is very much like Derek Chisora. He doesn't fight angry, but he fights very aggressively with that front foot forward, always pushing the action. You know, so so I mean, if you fight like that for fifty four fights going into this fight. I mean, of course, it's going to take a toll on you, right? I mean, yeah, boxing boxing can age you
1: overnight well, it's all about reflexes and speed, and then eventually once you hit your mid-30s, most guys slowed slow down. Unless you're a rare breed, like a Pocky to Mayweather, 90% of guys right downhill.
0: Well, in, in terms of Mayweather, I think his longevity was based on the fact that he's such a defensive master.
1: Yeah, but his reflexes were still fast, still could hit the guy, even at oh. 38, 39
0: no I, I understand that but that also has to play a role into the amount of damage that you take right i mean if you're yeah, not taking helps, any yeah. damage or none of those things you can be 39 and still have a great sense of reflex right i mean that plays into the mental side of it you you, you deteriorate in boxing you deteriorate physically but you deteriorate mentally too over time well,
1: and how damage you take into that to the
0: right? head. so so in, in the case of Chocolatito, yeah, he slowed down. He's thirty-five years old. He's going into this fight. He was 50, 54 and three going into this fight. So yeah, he he's had, had be, got a good record. He's, he's good got fighter. a great record, right? I mean, he's you know at one point he was uh, top three pound for pound in the world at, at at his best. So taking nothing away from Estrada, but I mean Estrada gassed out. I think he gave everything he had to Chocolatito in the first five rounds. Yeah. And that's when he woke up and started coming. But, I mean, at the end of the day, one judge had it at a draw. The other two had it at, what, 115, 113, and yeah. uh, 116, 114, or something, something like, like that. that. You know, for Estrada. I get it. I, I mean, I'm not going to say Estrada didn't win, but I don't think this was conclusive to determine who the best guy was. I almost feel a fourth fight needs to happen to kind of see where these guys <sighs> go. They
1: might do four. I mean, that last fight was good, but wasn't good as the first two, like you said. So, I don't know if there's enough interest for a fourth fight.
0: Maybe. I, I think it there again. is, man. I, I think there is interest just because that, that the fight that Estrada actually won is still, you know, marred with controversy and people mm-hmm. saw it very differently. Where this one, yeah, you could say he won. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think Chocolatito kind of won majority of the rounds after number five. Like, he took the rest
1: of the fight. It, uh, it could have been a draw. I mean... Right. Seven, I mean, five, I, I, I had
0: it, I had it seven five Chocolatito at the end for Wait, myself. Yeah, I did personally. Yeah. I think it just really came on. I think that fifth round could have gone either way, to be fair. But I gave that fifth round to Chocolatito. I mean, I I was almost about to give him the fourth round, but then he got hit really hard with that right from from Estrada, which kind of changed my opinion on that one. I mean, the guy could take a punch, but how many punches can that guy take? Like yeah, he fight? can. It was a good fight. Right? He left himself open for a lot of shots. And uh, unfortunately, a little bit too late, right? I mean, it, it was what it was. I'm not arguing with the decision. It's fine. It is what it is. It was is, close, right? yeah. I
1: could go either way. You could have had a draw. It was The draw wasn't a bad call by that one judge either. That no, no. I up. think, you know, I was fine with it
0: either way. In this particular fight, I was okay with the other way. I was a little upset with the second fight, obviously. I thought Chocolatito had won that fight, you know, in, in my opinion. So, you know, even though the judges scored it the way they did and the way it all stands is technically 2-1 right now, I would say it's 2-1 the other way, you know,
1: in my opinion. They're probably going to do a fourth, but I hope it's not right away. Fight some other guys, but it might happen right away.
0: Yeah, no, I mean,
1: you look at both these guys
0: coming into this fight, the fights they had previously, Chocolatito looked amazing. Estrada looked pedestrian. Yeah. You know, he didn't look great in his last fight coming into this one. So, you know, and, and even the commentators, I mean, it was a really pro chocolate Tito kind of commentating, at least with with um what's his name there? Um Mora. Sergio Mora.
1: Yeah, Sergio Mora.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he was really like I'm not saying he was a homer or anything like that, but you know, it was just a He's lot very of
1: biased. He likes his guys that he likes and he ain't shy about
0: it. Yeah, yeah. And former WWE uh, Backstage announcer Todd Pettengill. What do you think of his job on the boxing?
1: He's not bad. He's not bad. I was going to say it at the end of the show, but I'll say it right now. 45 years ago, they started HBO, and four years ago today, they ended HBO boxing. That by far is the best commentating team, the best production. All these other things, like you see on top, right? These commentators just aren't as good as Jim Lambsley and Manuel Stewart and Roy Jones. That's how they had that whole production. It's just, yeah, well. it's, just, it's good, but it's just not as good. I hope Battengill's all right. It's not bad anymore, but they don't have that mystique that HBO has in the fights. It doesn't have that, I don't know, that special feel when you watch I, it sometimes. I tell
0: you what, Ben, I like Lampley. You know, God rest his soul. Emmanuel, Emmanuel Stewart was probably one of the best trainers of all time.
1: And great commentator, too.
0: And a great commentator as well. I mean, Teddy Atlas was a part of that crew for a while, too. You know, he had George bit, Foreman. Yeah. He had George Foreman a part of that crew for a little bit as well.
1: But the peak was Kellerman, um, Stewart, Jones, and Lampy they had all those big fights. And it's too bad it ended. HBO stopped. I don't know why they stopped. They put the best boxing shows in ever. All the big pay per views, all the Pocky and Mayweather, Tysons, all HBOs. And now we get so many random, you know, we got PBC, we got ESPN Plus. It's just not the same. It's nice. not that one big, one big channel. You know, HBO had all the big fights, and now it's, it's random. It could be so many promotions and productions. It's not the same quality.
0: And you know what, I mean, someone can argue that before that time, you know, the stuff that we're used to watching growing up as kids were, were not of the same quality. So, I mean, for every generation. Maybe, but they had the game
1: 45 years, so.
0: Well, I mean, they did, right? But I mean, it's just the evolution of the sports, the evolution of the networks. I mean, it is what it is. Some, someone else comes in and takes it. Yeah, but over.
1: evolution doesn't always mean better, though, either, right? They are changing, but it doesn't mean it's better because less people wearing pay-per-views on boxing than they were before. So, I don't know if it means better. It is evolution, but it doesn't make it always mean better, though.
0: I get it, but we can't change the fact that people are going to come in and change things up, right? I mean, it's no, just no, no, I'm just you gotta, telling you,
1: that was the premiere, that was the cram. And go cram. It's like John Madden, Pat Summer, you're never going to get a better commentating team than that. Like I don't Bob know. I Cole think, I think, no, back.
0: see, I'll disagree with that. I mean, I think John Madden was cool and stuff, but I, there are better commentators than John Madden out there, obviously, now, you know. And, and, and in terms of Bob Cole, like I said, he was great in his day, but I think he diminished himself.
1: No, I thinking prime, around, No, 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 I get
0: These it. I get it. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll say Bob Cole was good in his day.
1: Right. But I oh, mean, he's the, I don't I, he's the most, most famous hockey announcer, yeah. those, those catchphrases, the voice, it's the voice. It's the way. They I dress, was more about how Howie he Meeker. her. Right? I like how,
0: I like how he her better.
1: Yeah. But he's good. It's like, you could say that you like, you know, a dude at the local bar better than Mick Jagger. But the fact is, you know, Jagger's Jagger, you know what I mean? Like there's certain commentators that are just like held in that upper echelon and no, I there's get no it loss right? Commentator right now. That's in that upper echelon with Jim Lampley. Right now, there's some good ones. Pendale's all right. You know, Moro Nello, I think, is I find him to be a little, he's a little sometimes, I don't know, contrived or fake sometimes. Everything is the biggest shot he's ever seen, the biggest fight. And like, it just a little bit over the top of Moro sometimes. He's good, but it's a little much, I think.
0: Well, that's his style, though, right? He's that he doesn't let the fight on.
1: play out. He's always got to talk, he's always got to jump in. Like Sometimes he's got to set. Like when Jim Lam- Lampley was calling the gaudi Ward fight, he would sometimes be quiet for thirty seconds left in the exchange, It's well, you just watched the flow. But Moro, he's got to tell you every move, everything. Like, sometimes it's like a kid with ADHD just can't stop. Like, I'm not trying to make fun of Moro's mental health, but like you could see it when he's talking; he's just so amped up, and he just he just never stops. He's not the fight. Sometimes the best moments are when the commentator is quiet. Example: when Hank Aaron broke the Babe Ruth home record. Vince Scully went quiet for thirty seconds. He just let you watch him go around the base. You know what I mean? You got sometimes you got to let the moment just do the talking without you yapping. Yeah, yeah, so, I totally agree with the you. Little the little things that I noticed. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> no, I get it, I get it.
1: But I mean, at the end. But Todd <laughs> Pettyhill's not bad and Morgan. Not bad.
0: No, no, I wasn't even talking about them. I'm just saying, as a whole spectrum, I mean, it's just yeah, they're not bad. It's, not it's bad. just a different time, right? I mean, boxing was at a different time at that time. Those guys were had probably different types of freedoms that these guys have today in terms of what they can do and say, but I will agree. He's I mean, not
1: even that old. I think he's only mid six. I don't know why some, he did that. Some of those trailer fights, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know he did the trailer fights. And, but I don't know uh, why uh,
1: not, somebody doesn't bring him back in how old is he? He is 73. So he's still got some good years in the tank.
0: Possibly. But I mean, you know, let's see where he kind of goes. Maybe he's happy in retirement too. Well, oh, I, I think, think. he's going to
1: want a big payday too, right? You can pay a guy like Pat and he'll half the price.
0: Well, Ooh. I mean, Todd Been does his thing it. and whatnot, like I said. I mean, but then you to be honest, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I don't think anybody can put a hand on any of the British commentators. I think hands down, they're my favorite to listen to. That's for me.
1: For boxing, not me. I like Americans. No, see, I, like, aren't bi- like American I, I love
0: the I love the British boxing commentators when it comes to boxing. Even when it comes to watching like soccer, world Cup, Soccer, yes. Like, yeah, I like Right? You know, like, that. if it's an American guy commentating, I'll watch it on mute. No, I agree right. with you on
1: soccer and English. Right? The but but like the for boxing, boxing... myself, I Oh, American.
0: no. Like, I watched both. I watched the Fury fight with British commentators, and I watched it with the U.S. one, just to see both styles. And Andre Ward and, you know, the, the crew there, they did awesome. I loved it. It was really cool. But we knew what we were going into with this fight with Ch- Tyson Fury and Chisora, right? We knew mm-hmm. what to expect. We knew what was gonna happen. We knew this was wrong in a lot of ways to even happen. Yeah. But they still made it fun. That's what I liked about the British guys. Like you Yeah, we just
1: kept complaining. This shouldn't happen. It's going on and on and on. Yeah, I yeah. Know.
0: I, you know, but it was just fun. They made it exciting and just the words that they used. They're like fucking photors, man. Like, you know, it's just the way they describe the action and just the words that they throw out there. I've always loved them. I've always always Yeah, I don't
1: mind British commenting. I'm not knocking it for soccer, absolutely for boxing. My personal take, I'll take the Americans any day myself. And fair but that's enough, brother me. Man.
0: And that's you, and this is me, and that's why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so that's basically a review of those fights and a bit of an argument debate over commentators. Uh, what do we got coming up on the schedule here, man?
1: Well, we got a few things. First of all, I'm gonna start with my favorite fighter of all time, Manny Pacquiao is fighting VKU. In Korea, this Saturday, seven o'clock. It's on the Fight app. Twenty-seven ninety-nine. Six rounds. Exhibition fight. DKU is basically a mixed martial, sorry, mixed martial artist. He's a martial artist and all kinds of disciplines. Most people haven't even heard of. He even has his own system he created. It's called Warfare Combat. So you know, it's like he does um, have keto and uh, what else is he doing? All kinds of like non-mainstream. Like it's not Taekwondo and stuff. He does Tai Chi. All this kind of stuff.
0: So he's kind of um, like so a, having a
1: fight. with six rounds. It's boxing. It's in Korea, 2799, which I will be ordering seven o'clock. That'll be the fight. That I'll be watching that. And I know there's other fights on the uh, Crawford fight, Lopez fight. I'll watch it after. But if Baki is fighting I'm watching, it's only six rounds. It'll really be fast.
0: So, so, so 7 p.m. in the evening or 7 a.m. in the morning?
1: 7 p.m. I, I would hit for us. Saturday? Yep. Saturday night.
0: Wow. So that's like a Sunday afternoon fight or something there
1: yeah it's early morning yeah i can't remember the exact time difference but yeah it's earlier morning in the morning
0: all right all right man they in the north american market what do i get i think i will stream it for free if i can i can't justify six runs for 30 dollars man but i know What's he's that? your favorite uh, for myself personally i'll probably try to find a free stream i don't know if i'd want to pay 27 dollars for that um, well i would
1: have paid 64 for I'm like 27.99 but, but you're it. a
0: pack but that's your favorite guy though right yeah
1: yeah, I've spent a lot of money on traveling on to watch him. So exactly I hope so. he does good because he said, well, he's going to win. But he said, if he feels good, and let's not forget, he's 44. He's an old man, but for boxing terms. But he said, if I feel good and I look good, then I will resume my professional career in 2023. He still wants that fight with Spence because I think, I'm not saying he'll get it, but that somebody will fight him because he's a big name and he'll make money fighting him. So he said, he will see how he feels. I, I got a feeling he might fight again professionally. Exhibition, he can do that all day. But I'm talking to Fudge. He said he's gonna. He's thinking about. He's on the fence. See how he feels and looks. I guess.
0: But going up against, does, if he does, I will be there. Right, so. right, right. But going up against a guy like DK, like you're saying, I mean, he's got all these disciplines. But how much boxing does he have? I don't know much about him. so I'm asking not much.
1: Nah, he just what he does when he trains martial arts. So right, Pacquiao going to book him. It's not going. I don't think there's any knockouts allowed. It's like an It's like the hat.
0: No, no, no. Um, I get it. But if he feels Ferreira. good going up against this guy, do you think he might giving, Might be giving? I, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, bro. I'm yeah. Not trying to kind of you know diminish Pacquiao in any way whatsoever. This is my only concern about it. You're saying that he's saying. That if he feels good, that he might consider a comeback and what have you. But if he's going up against someone like this who doesn't have a boxing pedigree, yeah. you know, um, do you think it's gonna fill him with a false sense of pride, possibly to think that he it's can possible. come back to the ranks and could be, his, that could
1: be possible. and, and he also get, know oh, this guy's just an average Joe in the boxing world, right? So yeah. I think he's getting out there feeling loose, he's getting a nice little payday, going to Korea and get the name in the spotlight and maybe fights again. Maybe he doesn't, but I don't know.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, wow. I'm looking forward to that. That should be fun. Um, Six I mean, rounds only.
1: So it's a quick fight.
0: It's perfect. Um, so if people want to get this, how do they get it?
1: On the fight, fight app.
0: It's called fight app.
1: Yeah. The fight app that has all those bare knuckle fights and all that stuff. Fight F I T E.
0: Oh, oh I T—that the Fight app. Okay, I get it, yeah, I get yeah, it. Okay, the fight okay. app. I, thought I think I... you can
1: get it maybe on another thing, but I'm pretty sure it's only on the Fight for oh, North okay. America.
0: Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. I didn't know that. I mean, I have the app as well. I thought it was cool. They got some fight cool stuff. App. They got a
1: lot of bare knuckle stuff. They got some weird stuff, a lot of kickboxing. Yeah, yeah, they got a bare knuckle fight from thailand coming up that day so they got all kinds of random stuff you ever yeah. watch that bare knuckle fighting
0: you know i try to i'll be honest man i think that for me like of all the combat sports and everything that's probably just the most brutal form
1: of it vicious. they also have impact pay-per-views on here too
0: yeah yeah well they have um they have a too. they have impact on uh the zone now
1: oh they do
0: yeah, there's episodes you can watch episodes of Impact on the Zone before they had oh, Major League Wrestling MLW on there. Now they yeah, have. Uh, have that. Yeah, yeah have that now now they cool. have Impact. I I discovered it when I was uh, going back to watch the Chocolate Tito fight again. Oh, okay. Uh, and because uh, again, I, I like to watch. I don't know about yourself, me. I'll watch it live, but I like to go back and watch it a couple more times after the fact. Right. I mean, it's kind of like kind of like your favorite movie even though you've seen it 300 times sometimes you still see something you never saw before
1: yeah no i know what you're saying that's nice about the zone is you can go back and watch it and pause it whenever you leave a pause it takes
0: but here's what i don't like about the zone i mean it's a paid app right yeah why are they fucking showing commercials still like i'm not paying for commercials
1: cheaper i guess they pitch in i guess advertising.
0: but still it doesn't make sense like the whole idea of having an app that's strictly like that it's like okay, yeah, you can watch NFL on DAZN, but you're still getting all the fucking commercials. Why don't I yeah. just watch it on CTV or, or CBS or Fox?
1: I guess it's more the convenience of you can do it from your laptop, you can do it from your phone. They have the boxing, the wrestling. They have the specials on there, like
0: no, no, I go. get it, but it just almost feels like I shouldn't have to pay that much for a subscription. Then that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's overpriced or it's costly that we can't afford it. But, I mean, on the WWE And they're showing network, things you can't get.
1: Like, they show a lot of the soccer match. So we won't get them in a regular cable out here. Stuff like well, that.
0: I get all that, right? But I just don't think you need to give me advertising.
1: Yeah, but I guess they're just, right? some that they're just taking the NFL feed off a regular channel, right? So they have to play those commercials and be able to cut it out. Yeah,
0: I know. I know. I know what you mean. I, I'm not, you know, I, it is what it is. I know what you're saying,
1: but that's kind of, kind of the idea if, behind it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I have to gripe about something about that, that would probably be it. But um, yeah. I mean, the zone's doing a pretty good job. But I mean, you yeah, know, no being pretty good. Uh, Spence's or sorry, um, Crawford. name? Crawford's fighting this weekend as well. I don't really don't know what to think of this one, man. I'm I'm kind of disappointed.
1: Well, it's on pay per view, eh? Well,
0: his his pay per view.
1: Yeah, so it's like nobody's gonna really order that. And let's not forget Crawford's thirty five. I think he's thirty six next week. He's getting up there. Um, I already, I was watching it and, and I did a little, you know, some research on it and, and I mean, it's basically a two and up fight, but the, the only chance he has, that David has is if Crawford starts slow, the first two to three rounds, then he gets in his rhythm and turns it up. So if he's going to get in there, he's got to get in the first three rounds and establish himself or else Crawford's going to win a decision. I'd assume maybe he'll finish him, but Crawford has 10 knockouts in his last nine fights. Sorry. 10 knockouts in his last 10 fights.
0: Well, here's if the deal. Finished
1: on Porter, which is a hard guy to finish.
0: Well, I look at it this way when it comes to Crawford, I mean, he, Bud is pound for pound number one, even though he shouldn't his, be. even though he fights every three years.
1: Seems yeah, like that's ridiculous,
0: right? Where a guy like Devin Haney unified all the titles, defended all the titles, and still can't get past number eight on the pound for pound list. Yeah, and you look at all the guys that Devin Haney has fought leading up to those two fights, they're all world champions.
1: I know, and he fights regularly, right? So. And
0: he doesn't slouch from from anyone. Like he's not fighting anyone.
1: Crawford is fighting Abyssinian, and then Spence is fighting Keith Thurman. Look at the difference of quality. Well, that's like, what I'm
0: saying. Once again, right? Like, I on. mean, you look, you look, and you know, taking nothing away from Ugas or anything like that, but I mean, he's a step up from anyone that Crawford's fought in the last little while oh, outside, absolutely of, Sean Porter. Yeah. For outside Sean of Porter, except for Porter, that finish Porter,
1: but yeah.
0: Well, that's it, right? Outside of Porter, who's he fought? What makes him pound for pound number one? I don't get it. Like I mentioned, I guess because his last and... ten
1: knockouts—that's probably why he's a knockout specialist. He ten yeah. he KOs the last ten fights. That's so, kind of why they gave it to him. He shouldn't so, have it.
0: So KOs are more important than someone unifying all the titles and fighting champions throughout his whole career?
1: How could that guy be ahead of Tyson Fury, the guy who knocks everybody, finishes everybody, out, finish everybody off, and he's not even this guy's ahead of him? I guess because Tyson Fury's a heavyweight, he can't be considered number one. I don't know.
0: I mean, Usyk is technically ahead of Fury too on that list.
1: Yeah, which shouldn't be, but
0: I don't know. It's it's contrived, man. Because on one end, okay, yeah, he's ahead of him because he's got three belts, and the other one's only got one. Where the other end is, uh, who's got the three belts? Is it Thurman? Is, is it Spence, or is it Crawford? No, Crawford Spence has three of the four. right? Spence has three, right? So he's lower Sorry. than him, and yeah. he's fought higher talent. He's fought more, you know.
1: Yeah, and he's going against Thurman again. So that's not going to be, he'll beat Thurman. It won't be an easy fight. Thurman's.
0: I don't think Thurman's the right guy for that fight personally. He hasn't done it. He's had one fight since he's come back. Yeah. Right. And I mean, you're, I don't know. I don't know. But then again. All the
1: boxing shows I've been to, and I've been to quite a few live boxing in Vegas, when when Pacquiao thumped him in that first round, he went down. I've never heard a place was so crazy. It was electric, man. Nobody's, because Pacquiao was what, 39, 40 at the time? 40. He's like, "Boom!" He put him down. I was like, "Holy crap! This guy's an animal!" And after that, was like, "Man, this guy's unbelievable."
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. Gave Thurman's his
1: first loss. Is that yeah, was beautiful to see. The best fight of the night, even over my boy Pocky, is Lopez versus Martin. That's going to be probably the best fight of the night, I think. Is that on the because same? Because uh, Sandra Sander Martin he beat Mikey Garcia.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. He future did.
1: Future So Lopez should win, but it's not going to be an easy fight for him. It's kind of like a trap fight because he's so, a last-minute replacement.
0: So, uh, Tefimo is back on ESPN, correct?
1: Yeah, this Saturday. Yeah, yeah. MSP. So, and Sander Martin. You know, he beat Mikey Garcia, future Hall of Fame. This is a trap fight for Lopez because he's fighting. He was the, and Martin's a late replacement, so this trap fight basically means people that don't know you're fighting a really high-caliber opponent at the last minute, which could end up upsetting you. Like I think Lopez will win a decision, but it's not going to be an easy fight for him. It's probably been the he's most competitive fight of the night of the main ones.
0: No, no, 100%. And I, I think that Teofimo is doing that. I get why he's doing it. He needs to rebuild himself. He's gotta, and... But
1: he's being a little more humble this time, but he's calling himself the Albert Einstein of boxing, which, come on, dude. But he's, he's uh, not taking this guy lightly. No, no. And he was totally today dissing all the 135 which they're not real fighters. They're not game. 145 is where it's at. I'm coming to finish Martin and go all the way kind of thing. So
0: well, he's going to say all the right things, right? I yeah, mean, no, I get you know, it. you got to have confidence, you know, yeah. He's got to have the confidence and whatnot. And, you know, I, I I, commend Teofimo for taking this fight on short notice and what have you. It just shows, you know, what he's all about. I think I think a lot of people got the wrong image of this guy after the Combosus fight and all the lead up into it. Yeah,
1: because he was so in him and his dad were, you know.
0: Well, I get all that. But what I'm saying is I think people forget. And again, we're talking about... The casual fan, I guess, and and the fans that kind of just are just kind of tuning into to his career, you know, if that's the first things you're seeing of the guy going into anything, obviously most people are going to think negatively and poorly about him, correct? Not yeah. knowing, yeah, this
1: Martin's a good fighter. He's elusive. He's got good head movement, good lateral movement. I mean, Lopez let's, is definitely the favorite, but it's not going really to walk in the park.
0: No, it's not. But let's not forget that Tiofimo beat Lomachenko.
1: He did, yeah. Right. And
0: and he went into that fight against Cambosis. And I'm not taking anything away from George, but, you know, he he wasn't well. Teofimo wasn't at 100%. He wasn't well. He was suffering from something that he didn't even know about till after the fight. Yeah. How sick he really was. So, I mean, to to go the distance where George Cambosis lose, obviously, I get it. But to be that sick at the same time and not know it, you know, what does that say about George then?
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. So, you know, I mean, then they might, got, I think they'll fight again one more time, Cambosis and uh, Lopez to see want he will want to avenge that loss.
0: Well, I mean, he has to avenge that loss, right? But I mean, then again, what does George do here now? Like, I mean, George can't lose three in a row.
1: Yeah. Right? So, I mean,
0: it's probably going to happen probably in the next couple of years. I wouldn't see it for 2023 in any way.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but then again, that would mean that Cambosis will probably have to go up. I don't think Lopez is going to go back down again.
1: No, I don't think so. It, he it wants decided. to stay
0: at 140, so. Well, I'm
1: kind of curious. Three to see big what fights. He I mean, the hockey fight position, but there's three big fights.
0: Yeah, three yeah, yeah. No, 100%. I'm looking forward to see how he handles the power, right? I mean, this is the one thing I'm kind of curious about, these 130s, 135ers coming up. Shakir Stevenson, Javante Davis, and Devin uh, Haney, and all those guys going up there. Out of all of the names I just said, I think the only guy who has the true power is Tank.
1: Yeah. Right? agree.
0: So if you go up to 140, does Haney have to become like a Mayweather in order to stand his ground? Because I don't think he has the power to match most of those guys up there.
1: Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's going to be yeah. fun to see there's a lot of good talent at 140, so I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, Tia Fimo wins the fight. But Like I said, Martin's no joke, and uh, I see Tia Fimo, unanimous decisions my prediction on that fight. Yeah, no, I know, and I think ultimately... That's because guy, Martin's beat Mikey Garcia, so he's a game fighter. No,
0: he's a total game fire. And this would probably be the first true fight for Fortillo Fimo since his comeback, yep. right? The the the, the comeback, comeback, or or whatever he's calling it, right? Yep. So I mean, this is gonna be an amazing f- night here. Yeah, three good fights. I mean,
1: I'm looking forward to Saturday.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good, man. It's good. And hopefully the weather's really crappy so we don't have to go outside and do anything. And uh, there's a good excuse to, go to watch there. it all. Right, absolutely. Brother, this day in boxing history, did anything happen?
1: I got two things. One thing I hate to say, I actually watched that fight with a couple of guys that you know at Abbey Road. It's Pocky and Marquez four. Pocky was whooping his butt. He was getting aggressive because Pocky wanted to get the knockout. He told everybody he wanted to finish this guy. I mean, yes, Marquez was on Peds, but still, he lunged in, <laughs> the double fist. Marquez countered him. Pocky was out. When I mean out, he was out cold. I'll never forget Roy Jones' exact words. Jim, Jim Lampley, Greatest box combinator ever. One of them, him and Hall herself He's not getting up. He's not getting up. So that's what happened. Another thing that happened, Floyd Mayweather, round 10, TKO, Ricky hit, Ricky hit Manhattan, 2008. And while we're on history, I got to say rest in peace to my favorite and probably the greatest boxing referee of all time. He would have been Mills 85, Lane. Judge He's Mills Lane, and had a great TV show, by the way. He was mm-hmm. there for bite night, bite night when Tyson bit Holyfield ear many many great fights I was actually reading a thing on him a few days ago he said of all the guys he refed everybody name a big guy he said there's nobody like Sugar Ray a great fighter and the most important thing outside of the ring you can't teach class yet at all he was the greatest athlete i ever seen in the ring that's coming from Judge Mills Lane and he had a spot. Are, 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 are,
0: are we talking Leonard or are we talking Robinson what's that are we talking Leonard or Robinson? Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah.
1: Because that has been around for everybody, seen, man. And he's... the greatest man he's seen outside of the ring, according that, to the Judge.
0: That guy had been the around.
1: Guy. And another thing that people forget, he coined the phrase before the fight, let's get it on. That was Judge Mills Lane's thing, and uh he's known okay. for that. He's the most famous and best boxing referee of all time.
0: Yeah, no, I I'm not going to disagree with you. Great show! I used to watch man. the show too.
1: It was a good show, Judge well, Show, like a never, judge. He was Judge Judy before Judge Judy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I remember seeing episodes of it here and there. I never really watched a full episode of Judge Mills. Yeah. Um, but I'll be honest, man. Like he, that that dude had the best seat for some of the greatest fights ever put on. Man, yeah. I mean. He, he was in his prime at the era of the Four Kings. He got to see Tyson, Holyfield. I mean, you name it. Duran, all these guys. Duran, he's, he's had the best seat in the house for a lot of these fights, man. Well respected. Um, you won't hear
1: one guy, one boxer, one trainer said one bad word about the guy. Also, in the 50s, when he's in the Marines, he started boxing. And then when he got too old, he started becoming ref. And then in 98, he retired. 2002, I think he would have been 60, 65. He had a stroke. I mean, he he went on, but you didn't see much in public because of that stroke, and then he just passed away a couple of days ago. So rest in peace, the greatest boxing referee of all time, Mister Mills Lane.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not going to just let's get it on, on, as he would say. There you go, and then taken by Big John McCarthy in the UFC, right? Yeah, right. There you go um all right well i tell you what my man i think we've covered everything we needed to Got cover here crap, yeah uh but you know there is one thing i want to leave you with i'm just kind of curious about this like you know when when a boxer trains as hard as they do for a fight and whatnot what i i want to understand this i'm going to try to find someone to talk to us about this if i can I'm curious to know, like, I, and I'm, I'm going back to the Chocolatito Estrada fight here. It's just like, okay, like I said, it felt like for the first two to three rounds, Chocolatito was sitting in his car with the engine revving, but not going anywhere. He overtrained
1: for that fight, they were saying.
0: Well, he could have overtrained or whatever he's the case may be. Right? No, 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 I get that. But I mean, at the end of it, I think what I'm concerned about is like, and we've seen this with other fighters and we've seen this in other fights as well, where there's so much hype and everything is everything, and you're thinking, okay, these guys are going to come out guns and blazing and what have you. But one guy seems to kind of lost something, right from the get go. Like what, what, what causes that? I am curious to understand that. Like what they're saying, it-
1: overtraining. You're 35. You're doing too much sparring. You're training too hard. It happened to Pocky against ugas He was running around in Vegas, started cramping his leg, pulling something in his leg. He was training so hard because he wanted to beat ugas so bad, and then it's too much on his body at 42, 43, and. End up losing. So, but
0: it's kind of weird that it, it, everything shuts down as soon as the bell rings. That's what I'm trying to understand is like, is it physical? But it has to be a lot of mental in there as well, yeah, right? You. you know, the psychology behind it this is what I'm trying to understand. Obviously, the physical toll, but I think this is more of a mental issue, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, so I think it's you a bit know. of both
1: mental and physical.
0: Right, but but you know, it's, I love to understand. And as you again. get
1: older, 35, 40, those same shots you could absorb don't feel as good anymore. <laughs> no, so. They
0: don't, they don't. But if you're coming out completely flat at the beginning of the fight before you even take a shot, that's where I'm trying to go with this. Like, okay,
1: maybe that was his game plan start slow, let the strata tire down, come out, but I'm that's
0: sure. what, but that's what cost him in the case of this fight. And based on what yeah. you just said, that's what cost him in the last fight is this slow start.
1: Right. I mean, the no, one thing,
0: if, if he got anything out of the last fight, he needed to bag those first two rounds.
1: Totally right? agree. If, totally right. Agree.
0: So, so knowing what you have to do, knowing what pace you have to set, knowing all of it, what still makes a fighter come out completely flat after eight week training camp, all the press conference, all the hype, everything you've said, what turns off inside a man's brain or a woman's brain to make them completely flat. That's what I want to understand, and I hope I can find someone who. I think everybody you know will that.
1: give you a different answer. Some people will say this. Some people will say that.
0: Well, I mean, we're gonna find people who want to talk about it, right? So, I mean, fans out there, yep. if you're listening to this and you've lasted with us this long, if you have an opinion on this, let us know what you guys think. And if you're out there and you know what this kind of contributes to, reach out to us. We'd love to have you on the I show. I actually know to the person I
1: asked that question too, but I won't reveal his name yet. So let's see if I can lock him down.
0: Okay, for sure. Um. All right, on that note then, my man, I tell you what, we've covered Christmas shopping, we covered two great fights, we looked ahead at some amazing fights, potentially. We covered amazing exhibition fights, boxing to real exhibition, boxing. You know it.
1: So here we go. From so Europe we, to America, we went all around the world. Oh, we've been all Korea. around the world.
0: Yeah, we're going to go to Korea this weekend too. All right, my man, on that note, I am Bobby Sampson. I am joined with my man, Mr. Chance Michaels.
1: And in the words of the great ACDC, those that like, subscribe, download, share the podcast, we salute you. Rest in peace to the great judge Mills Lane.
0: Absolutely. We salute you. And yes, uh, Mills Lane. Thank you for all the memories. Thank you for all the great fights. Uh, Thank you for everything. And remember Mills Lane was a referee before instant replay and all that shit was around. Right. So absolutely. I don't think he got very many calls wrong.
1: No, he was pretty like, well, most, one of the most well-respected referees ever, if not the most. So yeah.
0: And for a little guy, man, he wasn't afraid to get in between. Oh, he's a tough guy. Absolutely. All right, brother man. on that note, in the words of Ed Whalen, in in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sam and Chance. We will talk to you guys Tuesday. So be safe and enjoy the weekends. Christmas parties are starting with companies and all that. So if you're out and about drinking and drugging, I guess, nowadays, so I guess you can do that now, uh, please make sure you get home safely. There's a lot of people out there who love you and we want you to be able to hear us on Tuesday. So take care, everybody. We will talk to you next week.